You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. The Furies in ancient Greek mythology were very angry and very vengeful goddesses. They were also known as the Aranyes, which means the Avengers in Greek. According to legend, the Furies were born from the blood of the god Uranus when he was castrated by his son Kronos. Because of this violent origin, the Furies were filled with rage and sought revenge against anyone who committed crimes or betrayed their family. They were often depicted as three sisters with snakes for hair and wings on their backs. They carried whips and torches, and their eyes glowed with an eerie light. They would chase down anyone who had done wrong and punish them by driving them insane or inflicting terrible curses upon them. The Furies were feared by all the ancient Greece, and people would often make offerings to them to avoid their wrath. However, they were also seen as a necessity in maintaining justice and order in society as they ensured that those who did wrong would be punished. So, to sum that up, the Furies were very powerful and angry ladies who punished people who did bad things. <laughs> they were a force of justice and also a force to be reckoned with. And so, the movie we are here to discuss is quite aptly named. Furies is the newest Netflix female-driven action flick directed by and starring Veronica Ngo, who we saw last year in The Princess, another female-driven action flick, and The Old Guard. In Furies, B, a girl who had her mother killed in front of her and has been living on the streets of Saigon for some time, is saved and recruited into a small organization led by a mysterious woman who trains a trio of girls to take revenge on criminals who abuse females. The three lady warriors risk everything to challenge this corrupt empire as... A disclaimer right up front, this movie opens with a graphic assault, a rape of a child, and a murder. So please be aware of that before you go into this movie. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow Furies, Mindy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That was my Fury scream. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry for your editing years. And Ben. I scream for justice! Wow. I don't scream for justice, mostly because I don't have that kind of energy right now. <laughs> Mindy, remind me, are you a sucker punch defender? I am, in fact, a okay. sucker punch defender. I, I thought that was you. As I was watching Furies here, I couldn't help but think this was Sucker Punch meets John Wick. That's a lot of credit to this movie and Sucker Punch. <laughs> hey, I like Sucker Punch. Bite me. <laughs> well, uh, uh, thematically, there's some overlapping elements in here about the abuse of Definitely. women and the revenge that women justly seek upon their abusers. Yes, yeah, specifically, they're going after a human trafficking ring. Yes. So it's not just abusers. It's specifically the business 
of abuse. Yes, 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 so, yes, yes, yes. Let me ask you, TC, when you were researching all of that about the you know mythological furies, did any of them go up against a super druggie? <laughs> well, you know, I didn't read all the stories of the furies, and I'm not sure if there were super druggies back in Greek mythology, but uh, surely I mean, if there had was been, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, surely if there was, the, the furies would have gone after this guy and, and beat the shit out of him. In general, this is just a straight-up action video game. This is just, get us to the next fight scene, let's watch the cut scene that gives us the amount of plot we need to understand the context as to why these people are fighting. But for the most part, I think if you're going into this, you just need to know you're going to watch some women kick some ass. I think that's the, the gist of what you can hope for out of this movie. Yeah, it starts with, you know, the plot that you've set forth. I, I Like halfway through, it seems to be pretty solid. This is the storyline. And then it just kind of fizzles out as it's just like, well, we're just going to do fight scenes now and kind of not relate it to anything that we just set forward. And then it gets into this kind of twist at the end, Mm -hmm. which kind of comes out of nowhere because it isn't really, I mean, it's kind of explained a little bit through the course of the story, but not enough for it to have any kind of really solid impact. So it's just like, okay... So it's like it starts strong and then just kind of goes. The movie tries to run at a super fast pace. And I mean, look, uh, you know, I'm maybe I'm a purist. I know you guys probably would be the same where I watched this in the original language. I didn't watch the English dubs that Netflix does. This movie, it tries to move so damn fast. That, like even some of the subtitles were hard to keep up with. But there's not like there's any real plot there that you're missing. And it still feels it's two-hour runtime. Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. movie, you still could have cut some stuff when you're trying to move this fast. Like, there's a bunch of characters you're supposed to semi-care about from the gang that get, like, video game boss intros from, like, Street Fighter. But, <laughs> or not even Street Fighter, from, like, like River City Rumble, even. Oh, and wow. it's just, like, only, like, two of these guys matter. The dude with the stupid frosted tips. Mm-hmm. And the guy that's betraying them so kind of doesn't matter anyway because they basically tell us right away he's betraying them. Yeah, yeah that's that's a pretty fair evaluation of the movie itself. I, and I, I keep going back to this in my notes, and I'm going to probably say it again here in the review several times here. This does feel like a video game because there's a lot of video game logic. Beyond just the standard kick-ass action movie tropes, it does fall into some pretty unbelievable action type stuff. The the first note I took where I went, okay, this is such a different reality. These three main characters, the the, the Furies themselves. Is it the motorcycle scene? They get on a motorcycle. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> the three of them ride a singular motorcycle together and then it proceeds from there. And, and just the fact that these three 90 pounds wet ass kicking women are so you can tell that that was a quick time event, that oh, motorcycle scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 no, I think Mindy said about the fight afterwards, which literally was shot like a Bollywood scene from like a decade ago, <laughs> where it's it's so CGI for the background, and it's so clear every yeah. motorcycle they're fighting is on a stand with a fan in front of it. Yes. It's yes. just like mm-hmm. Star Wars did a better motorcycle scene on a speeder bike 40 years ago. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I suppose I did give this far too much credit by comparing it to John Wick. I, I do think this actually falls more towards the transporter in terms of just get me to the next fight. <laughs> the transporter movies, I love them. They're great action flicks, but they're pretty 
thin when it comes to plot and character. It really is caricatures and the razor-thin plot that just moves you from fight scene to fight scene to fight scene. I hate to say it, but eventually in this, and, and Ben, you mentioned it, you feel the two-hour runtime, the action scenes just started washing over me. I stopped being impressed by them. I stopped caring about them. And I don't know if that's an editing issue or if it's just that I didn't care enough about the stakes and the context at which these characters are fighting. Yeah, as I said, it's just like it starts out with this solid premise and then just kind of fizzles out as it focuses more on the fight scenes, which this movie is a prequel to a movie called Fury. Yes, I had no idea about this. Mindy, you definitely enlightened us in the chat about this, and I'd love to hear more about this here. Yeah, and in the, the second movie, it has a similar plot in that the stakes are incredibly high it's about a again another vietnamese woman she's a debt collector and as a result has a lot of people who do not like her (laughs) and so her child is kidnapped and essentially sold into an illegal organ donation syndicate a different form of human trafficking and so this mom goes to saigon in order to find her daughter and it is, again, and I, I think it is the, the director star. Veronica Nyo. Yes. And I believe she plays the mom in this, the mom looking for her daughter. And so it is a very similar plot line in the I'm going to kick your ass and save my kid. And it, there's like this really big fight scene on a train that is very similar to the fight scenes in the building in this movie. But it's just like that one follows through with the plot. But it's still you have this focus on a woman fighting for the life of her child and there is a time limit in order to save her. And as they get there, she's going to kick all the ass. I I mean, I I like the sound of that. Did you find this was a more fulfilling experience watching both of these? It took me a little bit to, like, I read before this review how they are tied together. Mm -hmm. And now that I know that, because I didn't catch it when I watched the prequel, I, I like that bridge but other than that it doesn't feel like they're that connected Mm. other than kind of the fast-paced nature of them and it feels like that after the first movie they're like you know what we just like the fight scenes so we're gonna hyper focus on them and then give it even more grit by making it about sex and it's just (laughs) like you didn't need to do that (laughs) that's a shame because the actresses in this and i won't go out of my way to butcher their names i'll just say that the characters in here the three theories themselves they're doing some damn good work here like there is some excellent choreography in here the the camera work most of the time is staying back far enough that you can watch these fights play out sometimes the editing gets a little too choppy which Mm -hmm. i think is a hindrance when it's very clear that these women can fight editing hides shitty fighting and it's very clear that everyone in this is capable of doing what they're doing so it's not necessary to be hopping around like that in the edit the faults of this movie show like even earlier though like when b first gets to the house like okay there's some bit of like trying to like acclimate her and then there's the weirdest 80s costume montage (laughs) montage. even though it's supposed to be set in the 90s although part of me wonders if that's just vietnam yeah and the fact that vietnam had 80s fashion in the 90s so Uh, but the the tone of that felt so just random and out of place and honestly the movie also i don't think anything else ever hits the tone of that random montage like it's literally trying to be like the goofy like dressing up the nerd scene from a Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. from an mm-hmm. 80s movie and then it's like okay but then we're getting back to teaching you to kill people and then 
the next time there's any like lightheartedness, it's the birthday party where B is still depressed as hell and there's no real benefit to that scene. Like it's so weird. It feels like they just don't know what they wanted the tone for most of the movie to be. The the ideas in this would have been so much better fleshed out in one of two ways. Give me a series mm-hmm. that you could explore every character and their nuances over the course of even like seven episodes. There's about seven main characters in this. Right, because the plot that is glanced at but never fully realized is the gang wars yes. and turf wars. Yes. And yes. it's like you only get hints of those. And it's like if they had explored that a lot more, I think the twist of it would have made a lot more sense as they, well. They mention these other gang lords like we have any idea who they're talking about. It yeah. never connects. Right. And, and therein lies the other way you could have done this that would have improved this overall quality is focusing so much more of the perspective on B. She's our point of view character, but we don't truly experience all of this from her perspective. Mm-mm. She should be the one asking questions and then giving the audience answers. And so it's this point of view that's never truly honed in that would help me as an audience member and, and potentially other people watching this to, to give a damn. Uh, which is a shame because, as I said, these performers are doing a good job with what they're being given. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I, it just never moved beyond generic. And that, that's a right. note goes to the music as well. There is some house band music, <laughs> rock music happening in this. My note about this was Netflix sometimes gets old shows, but they don't get the license to the pop songs that they had in those old shows, so they just replace it with copyright-free house music. And that's what the music in this sounds like, just very generic rock song, rock song, rock song, rock song. <laughs> Not doing this movie any favors. There's such a loss in this movie, of like even what they're trying to do with the skill of our actresses. I mean, there's towards the end, there's a gunfight where it's like, but clearly they've never trained with guns, but somehow they're amazing with them now. And then suddenly, like, we're supposed to be like, cool, they have help, but then they're getting their asses kicked. And, like, I'm not even joking. When I was joking earlier about, like, uh, the super druggie, like, literally, it's like, hey, the main henchman shows up, but that needs to be fought by the one guy that we have basically no backstory for. They get to fight his drugged up friend that wears a net mesh t-shirt, but he's <laughs> drugged up. So clearly he's a super fighter now. Like none of this makes any sense. And it almost does a disservice to the women right. who are starring this movie and have done so well so far fighting everyone. Mm-hmm. And also beyond that too, is I've said several times, they set up a really solid premise. And one of the things that they begin to deal with and then fizzle out on is PTSD is the whole when she gets blood on her hands, yeah, it reminds yeah. her of the death of her mom and the salt surrounding it and all that stuff. And after that one scene, it's never mentioned again. And it's just like you had a, especially considering the subject matter and the fact that you're going into a human trafficking ring that you're trying to break up having there be much bigger, better dialogue about the effects of PTSD would have been really beneficial to give some, not heart, but weight Mm -hmm. to the character motivations and to the storyline. But, you know, at about the midway part, they just decided we're going to ignore all that stuff and just focus on the fight scenes, which is a shame. To a credit, the fight scenes are the best part of this movie. And that's probably the nicest thing that I can say about this is that when these women are fighting and kicking ass, 
they look capable doing it. They look sexy doing it. If you're into that sort of thing, like that's all cool stuff. Yeah, the destruction of the, I guess the the house, the initial location mm-hmm. that they blow up. You know, Happy New Year, motherfucker. That was a great scene and very much in tune with the video game aesthetic, as three people work their way through hordes yeah. of bad guys. Well, I, I don't know what more we can say about this. This is pretty forgettable. For my tastes, but I could see this appealing to action junkies. Netflix has a certain type of female-driven action movie that they've been releasing the past year or so. Kate, Gunpowder Milkshake, they both kind of look like this too aesthetically. The color palette, the way the camera moves. So if you liked those, this will probably be for you. But yeah, I feel like Gunpowder Milkshake at least had some heart behind it and to the story and like actually gave the character some breathing room. It's not brilliant, but there's breathing room to it. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest weakness of this movie is nothing breathes. It just keeps trying to move at a lightning pace that then is at the disservice of the plot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think 15 year old me would have loved this, but adult me (laughs) is I'm going to forget that I watched this unless someone reminded me of it. So I'm just going to give my final rating right here. I'm going to give this five out of 10 high heels through the throat. (laughs) Ben, why don't you go first? Sure. I was at South by Southwest this year, and this was on my list. I just didn't get a chance to see it because I wasn't there full time. Uh, guys, if you've never done South by Southwest, you don't understand how crazy that can be. So, it, yeah. But I'm happy I did not spend the time on that because I would have been waiting in line for probably 40 minutes to see this instead of watching it on Netflix. And even with an audience, I don't know if I could have seen this being much more engaging for me because i can't not look at it critically it, this it's a movie that has a base plot line that should have been more heart fulfilling or connecting and deeper and instead it's it's just not there There's, if you want the fight scenes you can watch the fight scenes i'm sure somebody's going to put some of them into his like a supercut on youtube of cool fight scenes you might have missed like in like a year probably better off with that i'm gonna give it four out of ten Motorcycles that are definitely driving, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and our Fury herself. Mindy, what'd you think? (laughs) Well, I've done this in another review, and you already kind of did it already, but before stating my opinion, I will give the prerequisite disclaimer of anybody who has issues with trauma, particularly sexual trauma, domestic abuse, and do not watch this film because you absolutely will be triggered by it. And there is no shame in acknowledging that you are triggered by things that you see and hear. That is your brain protecting you. So if you have issues with that, please, please, please do not watch this film. Now that disclaimer aside, as you have said, this film is a lot of flash and bang and then It just loses all its substance. It is very pretty. The color scheme in particular, all the neons and wild colors is very pretty to look at. I appreciate the fact that you have a bunch of women who are the action stars. I'm always here for showing female physical force, albeit in some cases it is kind of wafy in this one, which (laughs) is definitely an issue. And if you're here for the fight scenes and pretty colors, then this is the one for you. But if you want an actual story and an actual story that feels fulfilling, 
it's just not going to happen. And that is a shame because especially when it comes to buy seeing, having to read the bridge at the end that connects it to the previous movie and not seeing that in the film itself. That's a problem because that actually could have been really cool to explore from a character standpoint, but they decided to forfeit it in favor of the action. And as somebody who likes story, that isn't good enough for me. So I am also going to give it five out of 10 daisies growing in the cracks in your bathroom. (laughs) Well, if there's one thing that Sucker Punch did right that I wouldn't have minded for this, it's the lobotomy that ends Sucker (laughs) Punch. (laughs) Sucker Punch is a Mary Sue within a Mary Sue, and it's brilliant the way that it's done. And I'll admit that while I hate Zack Snyder, he made a good film. People just don't get it. I appreciate your bravery to be wrong, Mindy. It always encourages me. Okay, while she's getting fired up, I think we better back slowly out of the room, Ben. I'll just let her leave that, her. Let her keep her Ignore the red eyes. Okay. I am coming for vengeance against people who think that movie sucks. Ben, run. Marty out the door. Do you see where are you? <laughs>